Welcome everybody to episode two of a pinball podcast. I appreciate you guys being here today. And today what we're going to talk about is something that I feel is going to bring a lot of value to you as the viewer or listener of the show. And we're going to talk about a few basic tips that's going to help you kind of improve your pinball game almost instantaneously. And these aren't necessarily novice tips. I'm going to assume if you're watching this, if you're listening, you understand, you know, catching, you understand, you understand dead bouncing, you understand the very basics that you need in order to be a halfway competent pinball player. And if you don't know those things yet, that's perfectly fine. We'll discuss that in another episode, but this is going to be specifically for people that are more intermediate, some advanced, and it's kind of melding those two things together. And these are just a few things I want you to think about that will help you get over initial frustrations or any frustrations you might have in your game right now. And so basically the way that I like to define how I discuss different pinball skills is I like to go through a proficiency scale, which is novice, intermediate, advanced, and expert. And we all know basically who the experts of the field are in terms of gameplay and rule knowledge. But I feel like a lot of us do fall in the intermediate to advanced category, especially those that play in tournaments. But these tips can apply and can bring value to you, even if you're playing at home amongst your friends or family. So if you want to impress your, your wife, your kids, or your husband and your kids, or just impress yourself, I believe these tips will help you out. All right, so number one, make sure that you understand what your play style is. And what I really recommend is, is not playing too fast. And what I mean by this is there's basically two play styles you can essentially do, and you can technically do a hybrid of these, but you're either gonna play on the fly or you're gonna be under control. Now, what happens is, is that a lot of people tend to play on the fly very early in their pinball careers or very early when they pick up the game. It's not natural to really wanna stop because it's quite, quite frankly, maybe not as fun for a lot of people. I know for me, I enjoy playing on the fly when I'm at home, but I recognize too, in a competitive setting, there's no way that I can possibly do this for any amount of time and have any type of success with it. So it's important to understand that whenever you do start playing and you wanna start getting to the next level, you have to understand what your play style is and whether or not that's being successful for you. And most likely, the vast majority of people are probably playing too fast. I know the vast majority of people that I've watched at different locations, at different competitions, they didn't ever tend to slow the game down for themselves. And you're already dealing with a semi-high pressure situation or some situation that where you have some type of external pressure to perform. And when you're not slowing it down for yourself, there's just a lot of unintentional chaos that you're creating out there on the play field that's not gonna really be helpful for, for you as a player in terms of maximizing or optimizing your ability to actually play that game. And a lot of times in your head, what I would recommend, and I do this all the time when I play, is I have a red light. So I know when I start to get out of control, that red light clicks on, and I know I need to get under control. 
I'm constantly reminding myself to play under control because if I have control and I can get a ball and a flipper, I can actually start aiming. I can actually survey the play field. I don't have to actively try to multitask several things at one time, such as, you know, shooting an orbit or shooting a ramp and knowing that it's going to score this and knowing that's going to lead to that. And that does come in due time, especially when you get more advanced in your rule set knowledge. But when you're just trying to get over that hump in terms of getting a certain GC or getting over a certain score threshold, it's important to remind yourself not to play too fast, to take your time, to pick out your shots. And that'll allow you to do something that I've worked on for years and years, especially through baseball. And what that's called is the quiet eye technique. Now, reading directly from my notes, basically what the quiet eye technique is, it's a tick, uh, uh, excuse me there. The quiet eye technique is a technique that improves outcomes in various tasks requiring human visual attention. Now, unfortunately, that technique obviously does not help a dry mouth, which is what I'm having right now. Let me, uh, give me one second. I'm going to sip on some Mountain Dew here. The, uh, breakfast of champions. All right, we're all good now. So quiet eye technique, technique that improves outcomes in various tasks requiring human visual attention. And so what this means is, is it's a technique that has been studied and there's, there's all kinds of information out there about it. And just to break it down in the simplest ways, it just means that when you have a ball cradled on a flipper, you gaze or look at the target that you're wanting to hit for two to four seconds. And then you look back at the flipper and then you can take your shot. Now, the research has shown that people that do this and they do this consistently and they train this they have a significant advantage over people that don't perform these tasks. And it really links up your hand-eye coordination, especially when, you know, pinball itself, it requires nothing but visual attention. There's no way. I have yet to meet a great blind pinball player. They might be out there. haven't met them yet. So it, something like that is very important to do. And it also helps you as well that whenever you are slowing the game down and you are looking at your target and you are taking your aim, you're going to be able to, to perform better under pressure. You're gonna have those moments because it's, it's easy. For anybody that has a game at home, you're gonna obviously put up massive scores. You're gonna understand the geometry really well. You're gonna understand the bounces really well. You're going to know practically everything about that machine because you played enough times it becomes second nature, right? Well, you also have no pressure either. But when you're in a competition, you're usually going to play a pin that you don't have any experience on, or if you do have experience, it's gonna be very little with the way that it's set up. You're going to be performing under pressure as well because you need to outpace at the bare minimum two other players to keep your head above water. So. You know, these are things to consider, especially when you're looking at aiming. So don't play too fast, slow down a little bit, utilize a quiet eye technique, which we will go on to, into greater detail in another video, but basically just cradle up, look at where you're going to shoot, take your time and then take your shot. So what we get into next is 
is actively know what your bailout shots are. And a lot of people don't necessarily know what a bail bailout shot is. And what it is, or how I define it, is basically any place that's on the play field that I can actively put a ball at. If I know I can't come to a trap, or I don't feel confident enough that I'm going to slow the ball down enough to cradle it, that I have to go ahead and put it back out on the play field. But I also recognize there's really no shot in this direction that's going to necessarily progress me in my gameplay for whatever mode I'm in or whatever it could be. So I try to find parts of the play field that I feel I can put the ball at and it won't cause as much chaos as if I put the ball somewhere else. Basically, it's the safest place to park a ball, even if it's no points, just so that way I can work to get the ball under control. So that's really important. And what my bailout shots might be for one particular game, it may not be what yours is. A lot of the times I'll take Walking Dead, for instance. One of the bailout shots I really do like, especially when it's coming to the left flipper, is to simply aim for the upper part of the well walker. I typically like to do that simply because I'm keeping the ball vertical. I'm not going horizontal. I am making a little bit of progress possibly towards well walker multi-ball. And I don't have to worry about the ball randomly hitting any post or anything like that. So there's a lot less variance if I'm parking the ball there as opposed to randomly hitting it towards the right ramp, towards the arena shot. In which case there's, what, maybe two post there? I mean, it's a really really close shot and that just tends to send the ball into disarray especially if you miss that shot so that's that's basically one thing to consider that on any game that you're playing think about where your bailout shots are think about where you can hit the ball to whenever you do feel yourself getting out of control but yet you have to you have to put the ball somewhere so that's a very very important skill that i feel if a lot of people really start focus focusing in on that your gameplay would improve drastically just overnight. The next thing, and pretty much what the last tip would be on this for today would be multi-ball management. I see a lot of people using multi-ball to basically just slam on the gas and just go. And that's correct. In, in nearly all instances, it, that's the absolute correct thing to do while your ball save is on that's while your ball save is on when that ball save goes off it's time to stop being a crazy person it's that's that's where you need you you've done the work to get extra balls out there on the play field which obviously if you have extra pinballs out there you can stay alive a little bit longer the longer you stay alive the more points and the more opportunity you create for yourself to progress further in the game, which is very important. So when it comes to multi-ball management, go, what I like to do is I will play on the fly until my ball save goes off. And I'll either be looking actually at the ball save if I don't know what the timing is of it, or I'll be counting it down in my head while I'm playing. Once I start redlining and getting to that point to where I know the ball save is about to go off, that's when I'll start thinking about trapping up. And to me, that's so important to do that you understand the ball save. Because a lot of these times, if you're playing in high level competition and 
you get into a multi-ball, most of the time your ball save won't be the full normal default ball save. It might be three to five seconds at most. I've played on some Iron Maidens, uh, thanks to Josh Sharp, that basically had no ball saves whatsoever during certain multi-ball modes. So you want to you wanna really keep that in mind as well. And when we're talking about multi-ball management, once you do trap up, you know, you're the the value that you're able to or the way that you're able to optimize your gameplay at that point is really important because then that's when you're able to pick out your shots that's when you can start thinking about cradle separations think about control you can think about defensive tactics whenever a ball's out of control and you know it's going to drain you could use another ball to basically be like a mini missile and deflect it from draining i mean those are some skills that you can start developing over time and you can start applying, especially when you're under control. So keep in mind when the ball save goes off and you're under control, you actually open up a lot of the game and a lot of other skill sets that otherwise wouldn't be there if you were completely playing just on the fly the whole entire time. And yeah, I will say in general, you want to, you do want to be under control. There are some people that are, are able to play full multi-balls on the fly. Quite frankly, I'm not one of them. And you'll find that most likely you won't be one of them either. And that's perfectly okay. Cause it's a, it's a very hard thing to do when you're having to multitask two, three, four balls at one time, sometimes even more. Thus you want to really keep that in mind. So trap up, Find your shots. You want to make sure that everything you do has a purpose. That makes sense for everybody. I mean, it makes total sense for me. It's and the multi-ball management to me is that much more important because it, it definitely, it can make or break your game. If you work that hard, like I said earlier, you work that hard to get into a multi-ball. You want to stay in multi-ball as long as you can advance and get things set up. So that way, once you get out of multi-ball, you can be able to, have something ready to go, whether it's, you know, dropping down targets, adding on to your bonus X at the end, whether it's getting a multiplier ready to go, whether it's collecting certain parts of the play field, like take uh, Metallica, for instance, you know, you could collect different, different inserts there. Grave was it Sparky drawing a blank on the other ones. I'm sure somebody knows it out there, but you guys know what I'm talking about. You can, you can get those and order snake. That's the other one I'm thinking of. You can get those in order to advance to another mode with your crank it up mode. So that's something to really think about. And that's something to really keep in mind. Guardians of the galaxy is another prime example. If you're in any type of multi-ball, you can combo up a lot of shots as well. Increase your jackpots, get multipliers on things, get, get uh, modes completed much easier. These are all things that you can actively do if you simply just play under control. So going back, and here I go saying so a lot of times again, going back and reviewing over everything really quick, keep in mind what is your play style. Are you playing too fast? It's more than likely you are. Make sure you find something that works for you. If playing on the fly works for you, that's great still find ways to improve on that. That's very important. Next thing is, is whenever you do get cradle, cradled up, 
take more than a couple of seconds to look at where you're shooting, your accuracy will improve. It may not happen with that one shot, but I guarantee you do that 50, 75, 100 times in a row, you'll find your accuracy goes up. Very, very important to do. Bell out shots, make sure you know where they're at. Don't worry about you know making too many mistakes or anything like that. Just find your shots that you know you can park the ball at, even if there's no points there, in order to keep the ball from going out of control. Very important. And lastly, multi-ball management. Make sure you understand what the ball saves are, how long they are, and understand how to trap up and keep the balls under control. Those things right there, they'll help you out a lot. This is the perfect time to practice on it, especially if you're at home, you got pinball machines there. You can do this. Simple, just work at it, you'll get better. I appreciate you guys being here. That's going to be it for today. You guys can contact me at apinballpodcast at gmail.com with thoughts, comments, whatever it could be. Good luck with those tips. Hopes it works. Hope it works out for you guys. You guys have anything else? Just let me know. There's obviously plenty of other tips to go over. This There's a vast array of, of ideas. And it's almost like once you figure something out, it opens up a whole nother world of other options you could do. Other than that, you guys take care. Thank you guys so much for watching and I'll talk to you guys soon. Later guys.